0: Canto thirteen of the tour of Dr. Syntax in search of the picturesque by William Coombe. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Adrian Pretzellus. Canto thirteen. How oft as through life's veil we stray, doth fancy light us on the way? How oft with many a vision bright! doth she the wayward heart delight and with a fond enlivening smile the heavy hour of care beguile but though so oft she scatters flowers to make more gay our waking hours night is the time where o'er the soul she exercises full control while life's more active functions pause and sleep its sable curtain draws Tis then she waves her fairy wand, and strange things rise at her command. She then assumes her motley reign, And man lives o'er his life again, while many an airy dream invites her wizard masks, her wanton sprites. Through the warm brain the phantoms play and form a visionary day. Thus syntax. While the bed he pressed and passed the night in balmy rest was led in those unconscious hours by fancy to her fairy bowers, where the light spirits wander free in whimsical variety. No more an humble curate now; he feels a mitre on his brow, the mildewed surplice thus withdrawn yields to the fine transparent lawn and peruke that defied all weather is nicely dressed to ape a feather grizzle no more is seen to wail her mangled ears and butchered tail six grizzles now with every ear and all their flowing tails appear when harnessed to a light barouche the ground they do not seem to touch while onward world in wild surprise the air-blown prelate thinks he flies now through the long cathedral aisle where vergers bow and virgins smile with measured step and solemn air he gains at length the sacred chair and to the crowd with look profound bestows his holy blessing round above the pealing organs blow to the respondent choir below when bending to religion's shrine he feels an energy divine now escaped from dolly's angry clutches he thinks he's married to a duchess and that her rank and glowing beauty enliven his prelatic duty Thus, fancy, with her antic train, passed nimbly through the doctor's brain, and while she told her varying story of short-lived pomp and fading glory, a voice upon the vision broke. When syntax gave a grunt and woke, and may it please you, I've a word to tell your reverence from my lord. A lord, he cried, why to be free i've been as good a lord as he throughout the night i've been as great as any lord with all his state and now that fine-drawn scene is o'er i'm poor syntax as before you spoil my fortune tis most certain the moment you withdrew the curtain so if you please my pretty maid you'll tell me what my lord has said my lord has sent to let you know that breakfast is prepared below let my respects upon him wait and say that i'll be with him straight out then he bounced upon the floor the maid ran shouting through the door so much the figure of the doctor in his unrobed condition shocked her syntax now hastened to obey the early summons of the day he humbly bowed and took his seat nor did his lordship fail to greet with kindest words his reverend guest and how he had enjoyed his rest hoped every comfort he had found that his night's slumbers had been sound and that he was prepared to share with keen regard his morning's fare the doctor smiled and soon made free with my lord's hospitality then told aloud his golden dream which proved of mirth a fruitful theme 'tis true he said when i awoke the charm dissolved the spell was broke the mitre and its grand display with my fine wife all passed away the wakening voice my fortune crossed i oped my eyes and all was lost but still I find to my delight I have not lost my appetite. Sir John As for the mitre and the gold which fancy gave you to behold, they to a mind with learning fraught do not deserve a passing thought, but I lament that such a bride should thus be stolen from your side. Syntax, For that choice good I need not roam, i've got sir john a wife at home who can from morn to night contrive to keep her family alive such sprightly measures she can take that no one sleeps when she's awake for me if fortune would but shower some portion of her wealth and power i would forgive her all my life though she forgot to add a wife indeed sir john we don't agree nor join in our philosophy for did you know what that man knows had you e'er felt his cutting woes who has of taunts a daily plenty whose head is combed, whose pockets empty you ne'er would call those shiners trash whose touch is life whose name is cash my lord a truce i pray to your debate the hunters all impatient wait, and much I hope our learned clerk will take a gallop in the park. Syntax Your sport, my lord, I cannot take, for I must go and hunt a lake, and while you chance the flying deer, I must fly off to Windermere. Stead of hallowing to a fox, I must catch echoes from the rocks. With curious eye and active scent, I on the picturesque and bent this is my game i must pursue it and make it where i cannot view it though in good truth but do not flout me i bear that selfsame thing about me if in man's form you wish to see the picturesque pray look at me i am myself without a flaw the very picturesque i draw a rector in whose face so sleek in vain you for a wrinkle seek in whose fair form so fat and round no obtuse angles to be found on such a shape no man of taste would his fine tints or canvas waste but take a curate who so thin his bones seem peeping through his skin make him to stand or walk or sit in any posture you think fit and with all these nice points about him no well-taught painter e'er would scout him for with his air and look and mien he'd give effect to any scene in my poor beast as well as me a fine example you may see she's so abrupt in all her parts oh what fine subjects for the arts thus thus we travel on together with gentle gale or stormy weather. And though we trot along the plains Where one dead level ever rains, Or pace where rocks and mountains rise, Who lift their head and brave the skies, I, Dr. Syntax, and my horse, Give to the landscape double force. I have no doubt I shall produce A volume of uncommon use, That will be worthy to be placed beneath the eye of men of taste and should i hope my lord that you will praise it and protect it too will let your all-sufficient name the twofold patronage proclaim that time may know till time doth end that c was my honoured friend sir john and can you learned dr c when that important hour shall be syntax sir knight that was not wisely spoke the point's too serious for a joke and you must know by heaven's decree that hour will come to you and me and then succeeds eternity my lord peace peace sir john and let me tell the doctor that i wish him well i know not but his work will prove most useful to the arts i love but pray good sir come up to town that seat of wealth and of renown come up to town nor fear the cost nor time nor labour shall be lost i'll open my door and take you in you've made me laugh and you shall win we'll then consult how i can best advance your real interest and here this piece of writing take you'll use it for the donor's sake i mean you see that it shall crown your wishes while you stay in town but you may as it suits you use it no one i fancy will refuse it the doctor when he viewed the paper instead of bowing cut a caper my lord now sought the expected chase and syntax in his usual pace when four long tedious days had passed the town of keswick reached at last where he the famous work prepared of all his toil the hoped reward soon as the morn began to break old grizzle bore him to the lake along the banks he gravely paced and all its various beauties traced when lo a threatening storm appeared Phoebus, the scene no longer cheered the dark clouds sunk on every hill, the floating mists the valleys fill nature transformed began to lower and threatened a tremendous shower. I love he cried to hear the rattle when elements contend in battle, for I insist though some may flout it, who write about it and about it that we the picturesque may find in thunder-loud or whistling wind and often as i fully ween it may be heard as well as seen for though a pencil cannot trace a sound as it can paint a place the pen in its poetic rage can make it figure on the page a fisherman who passed that way thought it civility to say and please you sir is all in vain to take your prospects in the rain, On horseback too you'll ne'er be able, twere better sure to get a table." "'Thanks,' Syntax said, for your advice, And, Faith, I'll take it in a trice, For, as I'm moisten to the skin, I'll seek a table at the inn." But Grizzle, in her haste to pass, Lured by a tempting tuft of grass, a luckless step now chanced to take and souse the doctor in the lake. but as it proved, no worse disaster befell poor Grizzle and her master than both of them could well endure, and a warm inn would shortly cure to that warm inn they quickly hide where syntax by the fireside. Sat in the landlord's garments clad, but neither sorrowful nor sad, nor did he waste his hours away, but gave his pencil all its play, And traced the landscapes of the day. End of Canto thirteen